0: This is the 4-Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another episode of the 4-Man Rush podcast. I'm your host, Timmy V.O., and tonight we have two of the four fellows joining us today, Kevin and Will, and we're going to talk about the uh, obvious... The obvious threat that the Carolina Panthers have added to the chess board of Ron Rivera. Ladies and gentlemen, we potentially could have one of the best defensive lines in Panther history just composed right in front of your face. Big shout out to Herney. And we're going to talk about that and break that down and talk about some other things in relation to that. But it all starts with Mr. McCoy, who was pretty pissed off at Tampa. So, Kevin. Why don't you uh, give us your take on this awesome addition and exactly what he's going to bring to the table, and we'll go to Will after that.
1: All right, well, first, let me start off by saying, even though we're rushing two tonight, this is not going to be like it is in Pittsburgh. We're going to have all the subjects covered, all right? So we're rushing two, <laughs> yeah. but we got it, we got it covered. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right, but, um, but yeah, man, I mean... You know, I'll be honest. When the news came out that um, Jerry McCoy was released a couple, I think it was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I I honestly, I didn't have realistic expectations because I knew how much he was due to make, which was thirteen million dollars. And you know, at that time we only had nine million. So even with counting in the uh, money from the Matt Khalil release, that would only get us up to sixteen. And it's like, okay, is this guy expecting to get back the money that Tampa? You know, it's not paying them. You know, so for my mind frame, it was just like, eh, you know, every time someone release, you know, a player, you know, our fans are crying, we need to sign them. We need to sign them. So I was kind of like, really didn't think much of it. Then when it got to uh, the rumor that our name was mentioned, I started thinking about it, like, okay, um, it would be nice, but again, can we afford this man? You know, and, you know, knowing that the teams that was interested, Cleveland, who had $33 million in the salary cap, uh, Baltimore had about, I believe, $13, $14 million, and we were sitting there at nine. So, you know, if that man was looking to, you know, get paid, you know, uh, we, we, were, we were at the bottom of the totem pole as far as salary cap. So mm. just never really started becoming more realistic. But, you know, once I heard about how the visit went and he came down here and, you know, was getting a good, it, it started becoming more of a realistic option for me. And I'm like, man, you know, with this talent, you know, watching him for the last past nine years, I mean, without him, we are really good defense. But with him, we we can be elite. I mean, we're talking about somebody with a skill set that, that translates to he can play any D-line position, you know, up front. You know, as he stated earlier today, you know, whether it's nose technique, one, three, or five, if you can play, you can play. And him having that type of mind frame, I definitely like that. I, I definitely see... You know, just, just looking over some film that I've been watching, I, I really like the fact that no matter where he lines up, he's making an impact. You don't see him slacking off. You don't see him, you know, going hard some plays and taking off the next. You know, one thing I like about him is he definitely has a – even at the age of 31, he definitely has a, a hot, steady motor. And I think that with the talent that we got, that he's going to be playing around, with the hands-on coaching of Eric Washington and the play calling of Ron Rivera, I mean – ladies and gentlemen we're we're about to play chess defensive style and and uh, I'm looking for us to do a lot of check and mate in 2019 amen man I hope so what you think will you
2: no know, this is a home run signing I mean you know when you you asked me in December that Gerald McCoy would be a Carolina Panther by the beginning of the summer you know I mean it's just kind of came out of nowhere you know Tampa Bay I guess moved on from them they had a scheme change and felt. And Dominic and Sue was a better fit for what they were doing. So he just kind of fell into our laps. You know, I know, uh, you know, Marty Hurley doesn't hide what he wants to do. He had an interview with um, WFNZ and was talking about how after the draft, he wanted to add depth at the five technique or three, four defensive end position because we kind of lacked depth there heading into the camp. So, you know, we had interviewed Alan Bailey. So that's who I was talking about. You know, maybe after the draft, we'll sign the Allen Bailey and add depth to that position. And Tampa releases Gerald McCoy. And it just all happened so fast, and we were able to strike a deal and land him. So, you know, this is just a major upgrade on that in, on that line. And I just think he'll be a perfect fit in what the Panthers are trying to do. He can play five tech, he can play three tech. They can put him in uh, nose if they want to, you know, and pass rushdowns in particular. We're going to pair him up with the Kawan short. Mm who just made a Pro Bowl in his own right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it just has a lot of potential here. You know, we have every reason to be excited about this signing. Don't let anybody, you know, calm your excitement down. You know, right now's a good time to be a Panther fan. It should be a fun summer in Spartanburg.
0: Indeed, indeed, man. I I, I personally can't can't believe that we have such a, a diverse individual in McCoy coming to this defensive line and working with Eric Washington, and we're having Ron Rivera, which technically, this if I'm not mistaken, this is his first year as an actual defensive coordinator-type role on this team, along with his head coaching role, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right?
2: Yeah, he hasn't called plays since he's been with the Panthers. He had um, Sean McDermott initially. Then we had the Steve Wilkes took over for a year. Then he mm-hmm. got hired right away. And then Eric Washington took over for uh, Steve Wilks. So right. Rivera's only been... In charge of the play calling for you know the last few games of last season, but what mm-hmm. you'll see, I mean, he ran a three-four defense back in his days at San Diego. Yep. And if you watched the film of the Panthers' last several games, he started using more thirty fronts and was more of a hybrid style defense, and the things he was doing were working very well. So he said, maybe let's try to you be more regu- make this a more regular thing for us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the reason why you're going to see him. Go in that direction, but you know, just look at the pieces he added to run this scheme now. You got, you know, Dontari Poe at your nose tackle. Kyle Love backing him up. Your defensive ends gonna be Kawan Short and Gerald McCoy, you know, two pro bowlers, mm-hmm. you know, playing with Dontari Poe. And then backing them up. You still got, you know, Vernon Butler probably get some reps in that yep. and FA Obata
0: Yep,
2: you know, getting that. And then look what they did in the draft. You got Brian Burns to pair with Mario Addison. You signed Bruce Irvin in free agency to rotate behind them. You added Christian Miller in the draft. You know, Marquise Haynes. You know, he had speed coming off the edge that they added in last year's draft. You know, Marty Herney really deserves a round of applause. You know, he really did a good job putting this team together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I couldn't stand some Marty Herney, boy. I tell you, before a little bit, you know... A lot of Panther fans felt that way, too. I've seen and read about it. People didn't like Herney very much when he left his organization. Now, how do you feel, Kevin? I mean, dude, redemption complete.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm on the record, and I got no problems, you know, know, putting some season on my crow burger. You know, I was one of the (laughs) first ones that when I found out that, you know, even when he was the interim after we left Getterman Go, I was like, ah, oh, nah, come on, not this guy again. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. And then when he got the full-time gig, I was like, ah, oh, hell no. Come on, man. What, what, why are we going in this direction? You know, like, you know, and he kind of warmed up a little bit during the season, and then, you know, when when he held two kickers and chose to keep a no over Buckner, I'm like, ah, oh, see, here we go with that. You know, instead of paying 400000 you want to pay $4 million you know, and, Mm. and then, you know, you know, looking at some of these contracts, you know, what, what, you know, what Greg Olson is do and what Don Terry Poe is doing. I'm like, see, man, it's the same stuff that happened before, you know, I, I admit, you know, I, I definitely, you know what I'm saying? Was, was not feeling the Hearn, you know, after the regular season against was over after we had played the Saints, you know, I was looking forward to him, you know, getting his walking papers, you know, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I was wrong, you know, I'm glad that, I'm sitting here on the same couch. I'm talking to y'all now, you know what I'm saying? With, 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 you know, what I thought would be the best move, you know, as you mentioned, it's all about redemption, you know, and everybody deserves a second chance. Thank God I get second chance to redeem myself. So, you know, so he definitely showed that with just a little bit of money, because if I recall, we was like 26 in salary cap space heading into the 2019 free agency period. And you know, all the guys that we that uh, Will just brought up that we were able to pick up. I mean, come on, man. It's teams that have more money that couldn't that haven't done this good, you know, with us. And, and, um, you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm all about feeling the hern now. You know, I, I definitely feel like that he's earned the right to not only, you know, get an apology from me, but also get my full support. So I'm definitely, you know, definitely on with uh, herney and long as he continue to you know, make the right choices and make the tough choices, you know, I'm all for, you know, the second time around him, you know, making up for what he did the first time around. So, you know, um, I had my crow burger, you know, I got rid of it about right before we got on the line, got on the air. So, <laughs> you know, I'm good now. but I definitely feel like Marty Herney, probably if there was a rate, the off seasons for all the teams, if we're not in the top five, then somebody doesn't know football. You know, considering what we had, the holes that were missing, and what was needed, you know, I, I like the fact that they, they they looked at the film, they decided what was our weaknesses, decided what needed to be addressed. They had a plan in place, and they stuck with the plan. You know, they ignored the outsized noise of what so-called experts and everybody saying what we should do and who we should get. He stuck with a plan, and, and uh, I like how it came out, so... Yeah, I'm feeling the hearn right now. He he did a hell of a job. You know, on a scale of one to ten, hey, get that man nine and a half.
0: Yeah, he did some magic with that with that cap, man. And and, and of course, you know, it took some players to um, cooperate and, and do the you know do the right thing in, in terms of for the you know for adding on some um, talent to the team so they can get to that Super Bowl, you know, and and hopefully win one, uh, the first ever for the franchise. So. Herney did, did some, did some you know, backflips and magic tricks on this shit, man. That's, whew, I'm, a, I'm a really amazed, really amazed.
1: Yeah, and you also got to think about the fact that, you know, you mentioned some of the players giving in. You're talking about, you know, Luke keekley you know, um, you know, wasn't a big sacrifice. He basically just got his um, 2019 salary money up front, which freed up some cap space, you know, that yeah. helped out the team. You know, I think that converted to what I believe, like, but $7 million something from like him, from not something like that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Torrey Smith just a few days ago. You know, everybody been, oh, he getting $5 million. That's too <laughs> much. He's a number three, four receiver. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah. Shut your mouth and know your damn role. Look, Torrey Smith <laughs> took one for the team. You know, he. You know, I know others will say, hey, it, it may have been he's going to get cut if he don't take this pay cut. Whatever, however it worked out, Torrey Smith still on the team he gave up um, nearly half of his 2019 salary and it all led to us finalizing this big move. So yeah, I'm, I definitely mm-hmm. like the the fact that we got a lot of team first players that were in position to
2: help us out. Indeed. No, you look at the, like the recruiting process for how they got Jerry McCoy here. And it's just the culture in this locker room is just something special. You know, they, the leaders of the team took him out to lunch. It was Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Christian McCaffrey, KK, Greg Olson, and uh, Trey. And they all took Gerald out to dinner. They knew he was a vegan, so they found a vegan restaurant in Charlotte to wine and dine him and convince him to join the team. You know, he talked with Ron Rivera and the coaching staff, and he was just so, you know, attracted to the culture in that locker room and the, how close this team is together. You know, he was willing to give up a few million dollars to be a part of what the Panthers have built. And so, you know, props to just the Ron and Herney for building this culture, this team-first culture. You just got a group of guys here that want to collectively get together and try to make a run for this championship.
0: Precisely. Now, back to McCoy. And enough. Uh, uh, go I'm ahead, sorry, Kevin. Ahead. Please, go ahead.
2: Oh,
1: no. Uh, Will just made me think of something. You know, he was talking about I gave up a few million. I mean from the reports that came out, you know, they didn't say whether it was Cleveland or Baltimore, I'm assuming Cleveland because they had more cap space uh, that the offer that he signed with basically uh, one of them teams offered twice as much as he ended up signing for. So, you know, we'll bring up the whole point about, you know, the culture here and, and things like that, you know, in, in a, in a cutthroat industry, such as the NFL, when it comes to business and players to leave that much money out there to, pretty much take a gamble on yourself that says a lot about not only the Panthers, but that says a lot about McCoy as, as, as a man, you know, what, what, what are the things that he values? What are the things that are going to make him feel comfortable? And it was brought up in the press conference today, you know, about him taking a one year deal. It was more so saying that it was his idea to do a one year deal because this is a huge adjustment, you know, for him and his family, you know, being in Tampa for nearly the last 10 years and, and I like the fact that, you know, he was honest. It's just more so just kind of see how things go and, you know, I do my job and, you know, if I do it well enough, I like to stick around, you know, and I appreciate honesty about it. But yeah, the fact that he left off nearly double what he could have got to come here, uh, that says a lot, uh, like I said about him and the Panthers. So, you know, uh you know, big shout-outs to them for, you know, sh- taking him out to lunch and, uh, like I said, finding, knowing that he's vegan. He Matter of fact, he said he just started being vegan uh, about five months ago. He, he was looking oh. at the fact that he wanted to, uh, you know, now that he was in his 30s, he wanted to, you know, change up his body and, you know, and extend himself. So, mm. you know, hats off mm. to those living that vegan lifestyle. I've thought about it, but uh, it stayed as a thought. I, I haven't made, <laughs> I haven't crossed that bridge yet myself.
0: That's all good, man. Whatever makes you happy, bro. but um what i was going to say was about mccoy now i know he's he 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 has some he has a skill set right six six pro bowls in a row if i'm not mistaken um so this man knows what he's doing on the football field he understands leverage he understands hand placement he understands when when to be a bull rusher when not to be a bull rusher so, what 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 exactly do you do you guys see in his in his skill set in, in his game that makes him so darn dangerous?
2: Well, you start with his—he's a very good athlete. That's where you got to start with. So you have this elite athleticism, but he doesn't rely on that. You know, he's thirty-one now. He's not the twenty-five-year-old. You know, that was an All-Pro several years ago. But when you look at how he wins, he's winning with you know advanced hand technique. You know, he's has a well-planned pass rush. He's still got, he, he has good anticipation, explosive ball get off. You know, he can read, you know, what an offensive lineman takes his first step. You know, he can beat him to the spot, you know, and blow up run plays like that. So just his IQ and technique is how he's winning now. And I think that stuff ages well with you. You know, you may lose your speed. You may not be as strong and fast and quick as you once were, but, with your IQ and technique, that'll age well, and you can play effectively into your early 30s. And you watch McCoy on tape and just see how he's able to win in so many different ways. You know, you see exactly that. Hmm.
0: Kevin, what do you see in uh, McCoy and, and what he brings?
1: What I see in McCoy is I see a player that, that mentally wins the game before – he even steps out on the field. You know, when I watch film of him, I noticed that he used different moves, different combination of moves and techniques depending on where he's lined up at. Like, he's not using the same, you know, two or three moves on every single player. It, it just feels like that when he's watching film, that he's really looking at all five of the other of offensive linemen for the opposing team, and depend on where he's lined up to play, it just comes off as he's a real cerebral player you know will was just speaking about his you know you know athletic gifts and and you know hand eye coordination thing like that but i'm looking at the aspect of you know from a, his mental approach to the game you know this is a guy that that rarely did you ever see not consistently winning on a, on a game to game basis you know and it just you know it kind of just makes me wonder what Bruce Arians who's the new coach for Tampa Bay when you know, I've only been there a few months to say what he said about, you know, Jerry McCoy. You know, I was just looking over what, it, you know, saying uh, he just wasn't a fit, you know, is what he said last Friday. And it says, whether it was, quote, whether it was financial or whatever on the field, you know, it just didn't fit. I've been through this a number of times with guys and great players, and it just comes a time you have to separate from the organization. And I'm just like, is that how you feel? Really? You know, is. <laughs> is, is, is 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 are we watching the same guy here? You know, but
0: I don't think so. You know, so.
1: It's, it's, you know I, I felt like you know when he said that. Y'all remember that scene from *Men in Society* when the uh, the cop had him in there interrogating him?
0: <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> and he was like, you know, don't say he,
0: it, man. Don't you, say it. Don't say
1: it. I can't say it. Ah, man. I was, I was gonna say it, but I get it. You you know you done effed up, right? You know that, right? And, and, <laughs> and and that's just how I feel, man. You know, it's you know, and then when they they try to validate the move with Sue, talking, about he never misses a game. Very seldom ever misses a practice. I mean, yeah, McCoy has missed 15 games in his nine game career. But when you think about it, really, that's that's it. You know, I was looking over a number of times he started. He started 14 games last year. Uh, three years before that, he started 15 games. So, you know, I know he may have played with some injuries or whatever, but You know, Will, you can touch on it a little bit. You you shared something earlier about his, you know, know, the number of snap counts that McCoy was taking. I mean, you're talking about a guy that literally looked like he played about no damn near the whole game. So, you know, with the talent that we got and the way we like to rotate our defensive tackles, I I see a rebirth of Jared McCoy, you know, in 2019, to be honest. And I think that's something that, (laughs) like I say, it's going to be a lot of sleepless nights for. Offense is playing us, you know,
2: this coming season. Right yeah, on. you know, you watch that Tampa Bay defense, they're just so bad. I mean, they have some good individual players, you know, JPP, you know, Levante David, but, you know, Jerry McCoy anchored that defense. I mean, you know, that six straight Pro Bowl speak for itself. I'm just surprised they, they let him go like that and let Sue just come in and take his number, you know, a few days later after he walks out. Just seems like real, like it's real disrespectful. That's but, mad
0: disrespectful, yo. You
2: know, but. You know, McCoy, like like you said, when you look at his snap counts, I mean, he's up in the 80%, 90% range in the number of snaps played, which is pretty high for a defensive tackle. You know, when you look at the Panthers in comparison, like Kawan Short, he's more in that 60%, 70% on a certain game range. So, and it's no coincidence that, you know, pro football focus had Kawan Short as the second best, the second most effective defensive tackle in the entire NFL behind Aaron Donald in clutch situations, you know, clutch situations are defined as fourth quarter with the games within seven points. So because KK has fresh legs in the fourth quarter, he's able to take over the fourth quarter of the games and be so effective. So now if you can give Gerald McCoy, those same breathers, you know, and rotate, you know, give Vernon Butler some snaps, give you know, Kyle Love some snaps, you know, Brian Cox and FAO bottle will probably be a good camp battle to look out for to See who makes the roster, but you know, get those guys in that rotation, and you got a fresh KK and McCoy in the fourth quarter. You know, watch them go to work.
0: Man, I I can't I can't wait, dude. <laughs> not only is is McCoy going to obviously add something to to our defense, our offensive line is going to get tested day in and day out. And if they're not ready for whoever we go up against, they're never going to be ready.
2: And you know, Trey Turner is not going to take nothing too. That's something to look out for, those one-on-ones with Trey and McCoy. they both talkers. You know, Ooh. they both like to talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: they've been going up against each other for years now. So, yeah, this is really going to be interesting.
1: And another thing about, you know, that battle, uh, McCoy shared a story where in 2014, when uh, Trey was a rookie, first time he played him, and he told him after the game, he walked up to him and told him, hey, you know, if you don't change, if you if you keep working to grind them." you're going to be a pro bowler, you know, and, and Trace in, um and he said when Trey made the pro bowl the next year, the 2015 magical season that the Panthers had, he called up McCoy and was like, bro, how did you know? He said, man, I know football. He said, I I played against you twice a year. He said, I, I knew you was going to be, you know, a, a pro bowl guard, man. I I saw it the first time I played against you. So, you know, just that type of aspect about it. You know, I, I just love the fact that these camp battles, you know, we, we're really going to get iron sharpening iron. You know, now that we're, you know, going to be hybrid and things like that, that allows us to be able to practice against teams that run the 3-4 where we always seem to have a struggle with, you know what I'm saying, three front, 30 front teams. Now, you know, instead of just having practice squad guys trying to emulate, you know, we can use our very own guys that's running, you know, somewhat similar or identical schemes to help us out so yeah tim you, you hit it spot on man i mean not only is the defense going to do things on the field against the offense who we plan against but it's going to help make our offensive line and our schemes better you know they're going to tell you you know as a defender this is what we see this is how i'm thinking about it and that's going to allow you know our guys you know our offensive line with you know the coaching of you know the great you know john masco Travell wharton to really you know, home in on these skills. And and I think that, you know, we could be a top 10 unit offensive line and defensive line in 2019, you know, when it's all said and done. Mm. You know, that just ain't the, uh, that the potential is going to be, man, because, you know, these battles and practice in that camp, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have a bib on a brother's gonna be drooling at Walford, man. I'm gonna be sitting there, you know, y'all might look at me and be like, is that brother drooling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's you know, he's having, you know, uh, you know, lineman attack. So, you know, that's just how that's how excited I am, man. man. I'm, camp cannot get here quick enough. I'm telling you.
2: The mm. thing is, like, who are you double teaming? I mean, think about what Koi can create for the others around him. You know, him and KK being the um getting the most attention on their D-lines. You know, they're always fighting through double teams. So now you're going to double team uh, McCoy. Now KK is going to get a one-on-one situation or vice versa. Or no, you got to put two bodies on both of them. Now good luck trying to block a Brian Burns or a Mario Addison one-on-one. So, you know, not only is he going to come in and make explosive plays himself, he's going to draw double teams and help free up, you know, rushes for other guys. So... There's so much he's gonna bring to the table to help this, you know, defense take their game to the next level.
1: And another thing, you know, and again, you it's like you read my mind, okay. Let's say they do decide to leave a tight end and have six blockers to try to, you know, you know, double up a couple of players. Okay, so y'all ain't gonna try to brought Luke Keekly and Shaq Thompson. I bet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't don't be surprised if we don't, you know, blitz them guys just just so uh, just a little bit more, you know, sporadically, not nothing, you know, heavier or major, but it wouldn't surprise me two or three times a game, you know what I'm saying, we don't send both linebackers in to eat because, uh, you know, you, you're you going to have to pick your poison, whether it's the D-line, whether it's who coming off our edge, or even, you know, from our secondary or our linebackers, you know, somebody going to eat consistently on this defense, and, and you know, I'm excited to see what you know, Rivera really got to be smiling right now, looking at all different things. I can see him right now with a chalkboard just coming up with stuff, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like how uh, the coach from the water boy had the, <laughs> had the <laughs> notebook and was just writing, drawing up plays. I can see Rivera doing that right now. Okay, I got Burns here, McCoy here. Okay, I'm a blitz air Reed I mean, it's the defense is going to be having so much fun this year. I can't wait.
2: Yeah, so, um interesting stat today. Right, first of all, let's take Aaron Donald and put him in his own category, leave it at that. But behind Aaron Donald, Kwan Short and Jerry McCoy were number two and three and fastest to the quarterback. So, you know, they that just means they get to the quarterback faster than any other interior defensive lineman in the NFL. So, you know, you combine them with, you know, what Brian Burns was able to do as a speed rusher, Mario Addison, you know, his ability to get to the passer quickly, that's going to be a race to the quarterback coming up this year and another thing you know about kawan short you know another stat i saw today he was fourth in the nfl and i think it was quarterback pressure percentage mm. so imagine how that's gonna go up now that he's got Gerald mccoy to help draw double teams and help create one-on-one matchups for himself and another thing you know maybe Gerald mccoy will be on that list as well now that you know short's gonna draw double teams and give mccoy opportunities to beat guys one-on-one so you know, this, there's so many ways this impacts
1: us, and definitely in the secondary as well. You know, think about it. You know, once we start, once our D line and our Ed rushes start eating, okay, quarterbacks gonna be doing, you know, saying trying to get the ball out quick. You know, now our quarterbacks can, you know, they can turn their ball as heads around. You know, what I'm saying we can jump some routes and and take some some balls back to the house. You know, you you know, you know, I, one thing I noticed that. When Rivera took over the play caller, we started playing a whole lot more man defense. Again, I know that statistically, I think we were seventh as, you know, those of y'all that watched the YouTube video that was greatly done by Will Harris, make sure y'all like and subscribe to the four-man rush on YouTube. But Will did a, break, a, a very thorough, detailed breakdown of, you know, the Panthers, you know, zone coverages and and, and safety schemes. And, you know, one thing that I noticed is that you know, when Rivera took over the play calling, you, we saw a whole lot more man. When we held the Saints to 12 points, most of the coverage that night was man coverage. Just, you got him, you got him, you got him, let's go. You know, made a best man win. And a majority of the night, we were winning that. So, you know, we still going to have some zone schemes, but I can see us doing a whole lot more man with the Rivera play calling. Mm. I think that with the defensive Pressure that we can now create with, you know, our defensive line and our edge, man. Our DBs get a lot of opportunities, so I hope they're hitting that judge machine good because, you know, you know, we could become pick six city if they, you know, if they take advantage of the opportunities that's going to be presented.
0: And that was one of the keys to the twenty sixteen season. We were taking the ball away at it, an enormous rate. And that put us in a short field situation, and we capitalized, and we were crushing people. The same thing could 39 happen here, turnovers. Uh-huh. right? Right? And I, and obviously, I'm, I'm well, In my eyes, personally, I think the offense we have now on the North Turner is far better than what we had in 2015. For the simple fact, when and when the Olsen's healthy, you compare him. Well, you, excuse me. You you compliment him with McCaffrey, right? You have an offensive line that is probably better than that offensive line um, put together completely, and you have somebody as 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 explosive as DJ and Curtis. You know, I mean, yeah, we have we have uh, you know um, Clutchery, you know, but we didn't have that type of speed. Right? I mean, we have Philly, but we didn't have that type of you know speed and ability to run after the catch like these guys. And you got North Turner calling the shots, man. I, this this is this could be one. Heck of a season, folks! One heck of a season. I can't wait. You guys want? Yeah, on paper. You yeah, know, wanted,
2: um Peter Straker from uh, NFL Network said on paper the Carolina Panthers are loaded. I'm a Panther fan, you know, but I try to call it like it's like I see it. You know, I don't think last year's team was, you know, really stood out on paper. We had an aging mm-hmm. defensive line, aging uh, secondary. Eric Reed came in a little late, mid uh, early mid early season. And mm-hmm. you know, only we had two young wide receivers still learning the system. So, I mean, 7 and now you are what your record is. So, I think, you know, it was basically a 7-9 team. But this year, yeah. my expectations are high. I mean, this is a nice roster Herney was able to put together.
0: Right, right. And everybody's on the same page. And like you guys both alluded to, you know, that, that locker room situation, that's, that's where championships are made, man. You know, everybody trusts each other. They fight for each other. They go to work, you know, expecting the next man to be on the same page as them, and and everybody just runs cohesively towards the same goal. And that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be a, a huge plus for us. So, um, anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, wrap this up?
1: Um, I just like to you know just add in the fact that you know twelve and four is always my yearly goal for this team. You know, before you know the uh camp roster comes out Mm. and i really think that on paper with the talent that we got if it can be remain relatively healthy and coaching does what it does this could potentially potentially be you know a a a very good if not special season for us and you know i don't want to send nobody on false hopes you know i don't want to you know, yeah, no. make it seem like I'm a <laughs> home or anything like that. But, you know, realistically, you know, with with this with the mind frame on this team and, you know, it all starts from the top. You know, with our owner, Mr. Tepper, you know, he says there's three things that he's about, winning, winning, and winning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been patient. He's got out of the way. He's, you know, done what he felt like he needed to do. But at the most part, he's let everybody – do their jobs, but he definitely want to make sure that their jobs met the expectation that he has for this team. and And I think Herney got the hint, and I think he nailed his part. So as we get ready to transition over to mini camp, which I plan on, you know, bringing some four man rush exclusive from there, um, all the way down to you know, Camp Wofford in late July. I really, I really see Rivera take these groceries that I bought him, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to sit at the table and have gourmet meals all year.
0: Uh, anything to add, Will?
2: Yeah, Well, one thing to remember is even though, even the 6-10 and ten season, but these losing seasons, it comes down to close games, you know the Panthers are losing games by 6 points or less, so now you bring in a guy like a Gerald McCoy or a Brian Burns, they can make those game-changing plays, you know, for, get that quarterback pressure, get that strip set, you know, get those extra possessions for your offense, you know, help you get those extra opportunities to win the game, you know, make those Game-saving stops on defense. So, you know, I think that's a big thing to look at too. You know, these games are decided by six points or less. You know, other than the Pittsburgh game last year, the Panthers aren't really getting blown out of the water, even during the losing season. So, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind.
0: Indeed, man. Indeed, a cohesive unit will overcome those those shortcomings. Um, you know, that that was another thing that that we got got over the hump in the uh, that Super Bowl season. We were winning the close ones. You know, we were pulling them out. You know, Cam was dropping us down the field, getting getting us in a you know, great field position to make plays or or to t- score the touchdown and get the field goal. Defense is wrapping it up, shutting people down when they needed to. And, you know, there was there was that, that nice cohesiveness going on. And I, I think that's where we're headed this year. So, well, Panther fans, episode 12 is in the wraps. And, boy, do we got a gem on this team. Oh, my God. So on behalf of uh, Kevin, Will, and myself, Timmy VO, and peace to the fellas uh, Larry and Monty and our, uh, our team behind the scenes, uh, the social media management and uh, blog writers, we would like to say thank you for listening to another episode of The 4-Man Rush. Uh, stay tuned uh, for episode 13. Um, who knows what's going to happen now? <laughs> when you put people like that on your team, man, folks start to get start to get a little... Uh, a little motivated to come join you. So we'll we'll, we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's going on. Thanks for joining us for the, uh, for the four man rush podcast. And we will talk to you guys next time. And as always, keep pounding.